Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast, everyone. We're Jill and Carleen, two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters, and we're here every single Wednesday delivering the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. Hey there, Carleen. Hi. Hello, Jill. So today, it's really our honor to partner with Hero Cosmetics to share this uninterrupted conversation with the brand's incredible co-founder, Ju Ru, who is joining us on the line directly from L.A., And I'm sure many of our listeners have seen Hero Cosmetics on Instagram. They're the makers of the cult favorite Mighty Patch. It's the number one selling acne patch brand in the U.S. And if you're not familiar, Mighty Patch, it's a pimple patch that's made of medical grade hydrocolloid. So you kind of stick it on like a Band-Aid. You wear it. You can wear it overnight. You can wear it during the day. It absorbs pimple gunk in just six to eight hours. And because, you know, that barrier is there, that sticker, it really helps with the temptation to pick your pimples, which is like my biggest, my biggest downfall as a beauty (laughs) editor. The brand has already sold 1 billion patches since their launch in 2017. That's amazing. And today, one box is sold every two seconds. There's now a whole Mighty Patch universe. There's a Mighty Patch Invisible Plus that you can wear during the day, a Mighty Patch Surface for breakout clusters, and even Mighty Patch Nose for blackheads. I know my daughter is going to love that one. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with them. And breaking news for our Canadian listeners, just yesterday, August 1st, Hero Cosmetics dropped in Canada. So you can finally find Hero's Mighty Patches wherever beauty products are sold. So Shoppers Drug Mart, Walmart, Amazon. And if you're new to this brand, consider this your Hero Cosmetics primer. And of course, if you're listening from the U.S., Hero is always available on herocosmetics.us. We're going to link to everything we talk about in our show notes and on our website, Now, our guest, Ju, she's kind of a big deal. She's worked for massive brands like Kraft Foods, Amex, and Samsung before bootstrapping her beauty baby, Hero. Under Ju's leadership, Hero Cosmetics' annual revenue reached nine figures in under five years. That's truly incredible. And the brand was acquired in late 2022 for $630 million by Church & Dwight. And that's not all. Ju has received numerous accolades herself, most recently WWD's Power List, Glossy 50, and a CEW Female Founder Award. So 
Let's get ready for our chat with Ju. We're going to ask about her unique approach to the emotionally charged category of acne, her thoughts on dupe culture, and why micro failures might just be the key to success. And stay tuned to the end for a fun round of Rapid Fire, where we'll get to know Ju a little more personally. Welcome to the show, Ju. Thanks for having me, ladies. I <laughs> feel amazing about myself after hearing you guys introduce me. Continue. Did we Go get on. everything right? We have the <laughs> yeah. source right here. Do we need to fact check anything? <laughs> no, it was all great. It was perfect. Okay. <laughs> great. Fantastic. So, I mean, let's kick it off because you and I, I think, have met. Hero Cosmetics. I'll tell you about the day I was introduced to this brand and my hair was really blown back. It was back in 2018 at Founder Made. Our podcast was barely a year old. And same with Hero. Yeah. And Jill wasn't able to make it. So it was, it was myself and our audio tech. And I was going around every booth with a big mic in my hand, <laughs> talking to doing like a streeter, which we haven't done in so long. It was so fun. And when I saw the Hero Mighty Patch. I was so taken aback because I'd never seen it before in my life. And I was like, this is game changing. So do you did did we meet or was it someone else? I can't remember. I mean, I remember I remember you with the mic. Okay. Yeah, then we made. <laughs> I I don't know why, but that image is like in my brain. And yeah. So we probably did meet. I don't remember if we like actually had a conversation, but I remember right. visually like seeing you walking around with that mic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think I I think there was someone else at the booth who gave me the spiel, but I think I was quickly introduced to you. It's coming Got back it. to me now. Okay. Yeah. So how do you reflect on that time now? I mean, that was 2018. Yeah. A lot has happened. Oh my gosh. Yes. I so mean, was that the launch into the U.S. or? It wasn't the launch. We launched yeah. on Amazon in 2017, September of 2017. And Founder right. Made, I want to say, it was like May of 2018 or something like yeah. that. But it right. was, I remember, I mean, we bootstrapped the brand. So we had no marketing budget. And I remember that that year, I was like, we can make two big bets and one in, in terms of marketing. And one of the big bets was to have a booth at Founder Made. So mm -hmm. we like, were so scrappy with the booth. We really like, did not have money to do something or anything fancy really. But that, and then we did another trade show called Indie Beauty, which doesn't exist anymore. But it those two events really helped put us on the map because so mm -hmm. many buyers were attending and that's actually how we eventually got into Target, which okay. of course was a game changer for our business in the US. Right. So I, I always tell the people at Founder Made like, you know, you really helped transform our business and put us on the map. Uh, so I think right. they're, they're great. And also we featured you in our episode all about founder made highlights. So you never know. Probably we 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 may have had a hand in your success, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Of course you did. No big deal. <laughs> but I do love that lesson because sometimes you just have to take a chance like that and you just never know who you're gonna meet. I always oh. think that about networking. Uh -huh. It's just you never know, even if in the mm -hmm. moment it maybe isn't benefiting you exactly. You just, it's always beneficial to be meeting more people and spreading the message of your brand. So absolutely, in our episodes, Ju, we always like to try to get to know our beauty founders a little bit more personally. So where did you grow up and what was your relationship like with beauty? Any memories that come to mind? I grew up in Seattle and you know what? I wasn't really like a beauty connoisseur mm -hmm. until... I lived in Seoul, South Korea, because, mm -hmm. you know, the U.S., I think, is just behind 
especially relative to how, you know, beauty culture is in Korea. So growing up, I mean, I went to Nordstrom's at Alderwood Mall and shopped the counters there. You know, it was like the Clinique one, two, three system or like the chubby sticks or prescriptions. I remember I used to let prescriptions a lot. Yeah. Ahead of their time. All right. Ahead of their time. Yeah. I remember loving like Joe Malone fragrances. Mm -hmm. So, you know, growing up, I was really sort of a department store beauty counter girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's kind of, I think what I I don't remember Sephora and Ulta being like as prominent as they are now in beauty culture. So yeah. So that was sort of me growing up. And then it wasn't until I spent two years in Korea from 2012 to 2014, we started learning about double cleansing and started right. incorporating that and like the serum and just like all the things that are available in like a, I guess, traditional sort of Korean skincare routine. And that's really where I started getting a lot more interested in, in beauty. Yeah. So you were working at the time in mm-hmm. Korea, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah I was an ex- Samsung. Or- right. Exactly. Or- I was an expat with Samsung for two years. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And you do live in Paris now, right? So- yes. That's right. Wow. Incredible. I'm going to get all your hot tips for where to go in Paris later because I'm headed there in a few weeks. So let's go back a little bit to your time in Korea and just sort of what the spark of the idea was for Hero Cosmetics, because they are so much more, there is just so much more innovation Mm -hmm. in South Korea. So tell me about that. Yeah. So, I mean, 2012, it was more than 10 years ago already. I can't believe it. But even then in Korea, the pimple patches were very widely adopted and used, but you would see people wearing them in public. I'd go to the office and people would be wearing them at the office. So over 10 years ago in Korea, it was already, it was already a thing. And, you know, I, like so many other people, always had the occasional breakouts and, you know, cases of adult acne and such. And so I saw the people in Korea walking around with these patches in their faces. And I asked someone what they were for and was told that they were for pimples. So I was really curious. I went to a pharmacy. I bought some. I tried it. And, you know, I just put it on my pimple. I went to bed. And the next morning, all the gunk was on my patch. And mm-hmm. I was just amazed because my pimple, it was flattened literally overnight. And I just saw so many benefits to it because, you know, I'm a toucher and picker and just makes it that much worse. But, it pre- you know, prevented me from touching and picking and, and making it worse. And, mm-hmm. and then just the fact that it, got all that gunk out and like literally flattened it overnight. I was like, this is the most amazing product I have used personally in a really long time. Why am I learning about it now? Why is it not more available in the US? More people need to know about it in the US. And that was really sort of the, yeah, the, I guess the inspiration right. for what is now Mindy Patch. I love how it was so just part of a beauty ritual like people were wearing them to the office and stuff and no one bats an eye. Like mm-hmm. I've worn patches out in public covering a zit and guys will be like you have a sticker on your face I'm like yeah I know I put it there on purpose (laughs) it's just like yeah anyways I'm like you don't get it I'm ahead of my time okay (laughs) so I feel like that that whole like just that mindset and people are like it just so much more willing to embrace something like of that nature, that yeah. innovation in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Where, whereas in North America, the only thing we would have had that would have been remotely similar, I think of the Biore, you uh-huh. know, 
that you would put on your the nose or remove. Yeah, and you'd pull yeah. it off and you would get that same satisfaction. Yes. Where there's like stuff on it. And yeah. you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So how were your patches going to be different? As opposed to, you know, maybe being the distributor and, hey, these exist. I'm going to take these to North America. And, you know, why why did you set out to do your own thing and how were they unique? Well, so and even now there are a lot of pimple patches out there in the market, at least in the U.S. And actually, I credit a lot of that because of us and our success. So the differences are noticeable, but they're kind of subtle at the same time. So it's things like, you know, I went to, I went to Korean pharmacies and I just bought a bunch of product just to try and some adhered better than the other. So like the adhesion on my patch is actually very strong. So it's not going to fall off your face in the middle of the night, which I know happens with other patches. The absorption actually is very effective because there are, so hydrocolate is the type, I always call it a type of gel that absorbs fluid. And the efficacy of this product and quality of the product is all in sort of like the recipe and how you make it. So mm-hmm. for us, we have a very high quality medical grade formula for that hydrocolloid, and it does result in really strong absorption capabilities. So like absorbing that fluid and that exit out. And again, like we work with a manufacturer that sort of owns that whole process of making the hydrocolloid. So sourcing the raw materials and like mixing the paste and rolling it out into sheets and stamping it out. And what I've learned is there are a lot of brands out there that actually what they do is they work with manufacturers that buy the rolls already made and all they do is they stamp it out and they package it up. Mm, So the thing uh is like, you don't really know where the rolls of hydrocolloid were made. And there are a lot of shortcuts that people take in this industry, you know, just for like cost savings and stuff. So uh, yeah, we really pride ourselves on the fact that we work with a supplier that again, kind of owns that whole process end to end and the formula is it's special and, Mm. and you can users, they can tell because the, the patches will absorb better, adhere better. They're more discreet, things like that. Okay. I mean, do they work for all skin tones? Because people can't see them on the podcast. So how would you describe that? Yeah. So they're pretty, they're not transparent. You know, they're, they're translucent. The Invisible Plus, our Invisible Plus product is very, very thin because it has stamped edges, like tapered edges. Mm. They're fairly invisible. I mean, they're not totally invisible. You can like see them depending on how the light like hits your face and reflects and stuff. Anyone can use it. You know, maybe on some skin tones, it might be a little bit more visible, but it's still, I think, better than like walking around with white cream or pink cream on your face. (laughs) How did you go about researching just this category and how you were going to market and educate? Because, you know, this really can be an emotionally charged experience for a lot of people having acne, depending on the degree and severity. So were you going down Reddit rabbit holes or, or what did you do for that? For the research. Yeah, that actually is exactly what I did is I because back in 20, you know, like 2013, 2014, people were talking about hydrocolloid patches and they were talking about it on Reddit. And Mm -hmm. what I saw was, oh, I can't get them in the U.S. My friend is going to Asia. I asked her to bring me back a bunch. And so what, what I saw was people 
wanting them, but not being able to buy them uh, and access right. them in the US. And then the other thing I saw was these, so they, they in the drugstore, you can find like big hydrocolic bandages. Because again, mm-hmm. it's technically a medical device and a wound dressing. So mm-hmm. you, you can find them in a Band-Aid aisle. And what they would do is they would buy like the big squares. And I saw on Reddit, like, oh, I just buy the big squares and I cut them up into smaller shapes and you know sizes and I put them on my pimples. And I was already seeing behavior where people, they wanted this product. They couldn't find, you know, the right, the right product for their acne. So they were buying something that was made for something different, cutting it up and putting it on their face. So yeah, I thought, I mean, Reddit for me was like a treasure of information. That's gold. Do you just take that to the investors? Here you go. Yeah. yeah I've always Here's said that. Proof. Like, you don't need a focus group. You just go to Reddit skincare hashtag or whatever yes. that is slash skincare addiction and you're yeah. on your way. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. it's oh, really right there for the taking truly. And what did you think about or what do you think about this whole movement of acne positivity, which is really important to Gen Z? You know, did you take that into consideration for when sure. developing the product line? Because again, that kind of falls under under that emotional. Yeah. You don't want to tell someone how to feel about their breakouts or their acne. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about that. As someone that breaks out, I know how it makes you feel. You get really self-conscious. You use your concealer to like hide it and you just don't want anyone to notice, but you know, I don't know. My mom will always like point things out, you know, things like that. So <laughs> I, I, I personally was very familiar with how it makes you feel. So I really wanted this brand to be sort of like attack that in a positive way uh, to really address like the emotional side of it. And it's why our brand name and our product names are the way they are. So I was like this product, it, it, it's so amazing. And I want it to be emotive, but in a positive way. Like I want people when they're in that moment of like, oh my God, I have this breakout, like right in the middle of my forehead and panicking. Like I wanted them to, when they, you know, use our product, associate it with like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And so the name Mighty Patch, I think is really perfect because it's like, you know, it kind of, it describes what the product does. It's catchy, it's positive. Uh, and the brand Hero also is why, you know, we call the brand Heroes because it's literally what this product does. It like, you know, people would always say, oh my gosh, it like saves my day. It literally is my savior. And so we started that with like the brand, you know, the brand in terms of naming. And then, and then in terms of communication and our campaigns, we, you know, we continue to do that. So we always cast people with real skin and real acne. We're trying to flip the conversation because, you know, we consider our com- competitors sort of like 1.0 acne brands where, you know, those commercials where it was always a teenager with like the pimply face and they're like really embarrassed and kind of ashamed that they have acne. And so we didn't want to be that. We wanted to be a more positive message about like, Hey, it's very normal to break out. Everyone breaks out. Don't panic. You know, but if you have a breakout, we have this amazing suite of products that will help you reveal, you know, your inner hero. Hey. And so like we mentioned in our intro off the hop, you are officially in Canada now. So why now was it by popular demand or what was the reason? It's actually incredibly complicated to launch internationally. So we're a U.S.-based company. We've focused only on the U.S. for the past like five years. 
we've been wanting to go to Canada. I mean, it's our neighbor, you know, and, and, and we do get a lot of demand and requests from not just retailers, but consumers. It's just, yeah, logistically, it, it took a little bit of time to get it set up, but that's why, so we sold the company in October, we closed in October of 2022. And that was like one key priority for us is we wanted to partner with someone who could take us internationally. And that's what mm-hmm. Church and Dwight is doing. I mean, we're like maybe nine months after close and like we're, we, we're launching in, in uh, Canada, which I think is amazing. You know what? Church and Dwight, they're really having a bit of a beauty moment. So if people don't know, they own Batiste. Mm-hmm. They also just snapped up Therabreath, which is yes. I've talked about on this show before, which is my favorite mouthwash that I learned about on TikTok. Yeah. And now they've got Mighty Patch. So, OK, Church and Dwight, they're coming for uh, <laughs> they're they're coming out of their nair days yeah. and they're getting yeah. all the cool brands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Elevating okay. grooming. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, your innovation continues. I saw a very funny tweet you made, which was like how it started, how it's going, where you were literally cutting out pieces of paper and yeah. like sticking them to your face. Yeah. You're like your forehead, your chin, et cetera. I think you were like prototyping new yeah. types of patches. So what's the story there? Yeah. So I I was a product development person for a while because you know, we didn't have anybody and we were bootstrapping. <laughs> and I just remember we came out with Mighty Patch and the first one, and it worked so well. Everyone was like, I need a full face. I need a full face mask. Like, can you please make a, you know, something for the entire face? So I was like, okay, what can I do? So I didn't think like one piece would work because it's like quite sticky and, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit tricky. So I was like, okay, maybe we can do different shapes for like the different parts of your face. So I like took pen to paper and I sort of like, you know, drew different shapes out and I like stuck it on my face. And I remember I took a selfie, I sent it to my co-founders and they were like, mm, no. <laughs> so I was like, come on guys. Like everyone Those are actually to- post-it notes, Jew. <laughs> it's honestly like, it was like you were like pattern making. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. For, for these things. But yeah. uh, so those then ended up, though, you did create yeah. patches for all we, different parts of the face. Yeah. We have Mighty Patch face and it, it kind yes. of it, it's not too far from what I had cut out. And it goes to show you sometimes you can have a good idea, but like the timing isn't right because that was back in like, I don't know, 2018. And we didn't launch Mighty Patch face until like 2022, maybe. So, yeah, I mean, anyone listening, like you can have a good idea, idea but sometimes you just have to wait for the right time. Yeah. yeah, I have to say uh, your it. mighty patch, the ones for the chin are my uh-huh. favorite Yeah, yeah. because I get so many little blackheads there and it's so hard to get any kind of like sticker or anything that like kind of sits well there. And I and then, it, you know, just gets rid of those blackheads. Very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so you've also shared on your social media that there are a lot of extremely close copycats that are clearly trying to ride your coattails. And one of your tweets about this topic was even picked up by the New York Times. So how do you deal with dupe culture? We actually, the other great thing about Church and Dwight is they have a whole internal brand protection team. So yeah. it's to, it's a game of whack-a-mole because now there's a site called Timu or on Amazon or on eBay even. You find you find these like unauthorized sellers, copycats, you get them taken down. And then two weeks later, it was like a new crop. So 
it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. So I'm really grateful that Church and White, they have this brand protection team. Uh, I mean, it's their job to, you know, scan all the different marketplaces and file the complaints and make sure trademarks and products are protected. Uh, Sometimes we use third-party tools that help scrape and they'll like bring bad players, you know, to the surface. Yeah, I think it's safe to say though, yeah, dupes are they're probably just never going to go away. They're probably just part of doing business. And well, as I think an innovator, so. you're, you're kind of constantly just going to have to have yeah. them sort of nipping at your heels. You have to expect it. I mean, if you're doing something right, mm-hmm. like someone's going to copy you and, you know, probably mm-hmm. put your product on Amazon. And, and the nature of that New York Times article was there's this olive oil brand. Yes. The founder was sort of complaining that this other brand like did something kind of similar, but yeah, I like, and then the the whole concept of my tweet was like, it, it kind of, it comes with the territory. So you just kind of have to have the thick skin and you just have to work on protecting your IP and your trademarks and expected mm-hmm. that to let out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about your personal beauty and skincare routine. What mm-hmm. do you like to use for your best skin days? I understand you're a fan of Biologique Recherche. Uh-huh. And anything else? Tell us what do you do in a day? So now in the mornings, I maybe just rinse my face with water. I always use a vitamin D in the mornings. But right now I'm using SkinCeuticals, the TE for lick. And then follow up with a moisturizer, SPF every day. Like that is a non-negotiable for me. And now I'm trying to What's reapply. What's your favorite? What's your well, favorite one? ours, of course. Yes. <laughs> Our Hero yes, Cosmetics, okay. light SDF, Mineral, and it has a really nice texture. It's a tinted one, everybody. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a yeah. little green. And then at night, I, yeah, I'll, I always double cleanse. So that I picked up in Korea. I swear by it. It really transformed my skin. So I always double cleanse. I use it. What are your favorites there? What are your favorite double cleanse products? I really like the pharmacy green with the green clean. I really like mm-hmm. that one. I also really like Shuamura, which is the OG, right? Like the cleansing oil. So I have that when I travel. Yeah, those are the two I really like. Yeah. And, and then, then you were saying a retinol. Yeah, I always use a retinol. Or I mean, maybe not every day, but I'll use a retinol mm-hmm. at night. And then, yeah, follow up with moisturizer and then usually a face oil. Okay. You know, so is you it, know, Jill's about to ask you for specifics. So, oh, I need, the I retinol, need the Biologic, yeah, the, the retinol, oil. all of this, and the Biologic Recherche, which product <laughs> yeah. is your fave? Yeah. <laughs> the retinol, right now I'm using 111 Skin, uh, which is nice because yeah. it's actually in an oil. It's an oil like mm. retinol. So it's more gentle because I have dry and sensitive skin. I've used a drunk elephant one, but I just, my skin could not handle it. Mm. I have the deuterium one that I want to try next. Mm. Use the one from Maylove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I like also. Nice and affordable. Yeah. And then Bulozic Recherche and the P50. I love that product. It's a, it's a good product. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever go to the Biologic Recherche embassy in Paris? I do. Get a facial? I, yes. I have been a bunch of times now. <laughs> it's a great brand. I, I need to circle back about your SPF, which I now need to try yes. with a bit of a green tint. So what was the choice there for the green? Just to reduce well, redness or? Yeah. And also to kind of help with the white cast because mm-hmm. it's a zinc oxide mineral sunscreen. And so, you know, we were, we were looking at different colors. I remember we were at the lab and we we're like, should it be pink? 
Um, right. Should it be apricot? And then, and I was like, what if it's green? Let's try green because green, you know, on the color wheel, it counteracts redness and people with acne yeah. tend to have a lot of redness. I mean, let's try. And when they whip something up and I was like, this is the one. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, okay, I need to try it. I need to try it because I do like the Dr. Jart one. So I'm going to try yours next. It sounds like it's really lightweight. I have a, this is a real life question for you. This really happened. So I was in Vegas with a friend. I was there for <laughs> Cosmoprof and she had a giant zit on her Adam's apple, which we, we just were joking about it the whole time because it was just kind of an odd place for it. And she had the mighty patch on her. So she put it on, but She's like, you know, can I put makeup? What should I do? Because I want it to look less red. And uh -huh. I said, I'm pretty sure I've actually heard of makeup artists putting concealer over top. And she's like, wait, shouldn't I put it underneath? And no. I was like, you know what? I'm chatting with the founder <laughs> next week. So I'm going to get the answer for everyone out there right now. How do you use this in combo with concealer or makeup? But technically, we as a brand, we haven't tested the use of makeup on our patches. Okay. But what I've done, actually, I will put concealer on the patch. I would not put mm -hmm. concealer on the pimple and then apply the patch. Right. It's better if you were to do it to put the concealer on top of the patch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, now tell us why. Well, because the whole idea of the patch is that it's supposed to absorb things from your skin. And so right. if you're putting the concealer on your pimple and then putting the patch, you know, it might just absorb, be absorbing the concealer the onto the patch. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I have, I'm sure I've seen a makeup artist do this with a brush, put concealer yeah. over top. So when you think about your own routine or look around in the beauty industry, what do you think is the biggest thing that's still missing? Like anytime like a brand or a product can actually solve a problem, kind of like what we did. Mm -hmm. With mm -hmm. acne, I think that is really interesting. So actually yesterday I had lunch with the founders of Rizzo's Curls. You know them? Mm -hmm. It's a hair care brand for, for people with curly hair, founded by a brother and a sister. And it's the first Latinx owned brand to enter Ulta, which I was mm -hmm. kind of surprised by. Yeah. But, you know, they've created this amazing community because I guess there's a lot of education that needs to happen around like styling and taking care of your curly yeah. hair. But people like when their customers use their products, like they just have such transformational hair moments with their curly hair. That one's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I had dinner yesterday with Amy Liu from Tower 28. I think that's a oh, really- She's the best. Yeah, I love her and I love her products. And mm -hmm. I love that it's for sensitive skin because again, I have sensitive skin. So mm -hmm. like her products, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, give me, give me, a, give me, give me all of them. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. I have a lot of her stuff. Yeah. So it's sort of, again, kind of like color, but for people who tend to have more sensitive skin and kind of, you know, solving a problem, I think for people, for a certain segment yeah. of people. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the two of you could take over the world. You and Amy are both powerhouses <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so we have one more question for you before we get into a fun round of rapid fire. So Jill was telling me about this, this term, you know, it used to be quiet quitting or whatever. So the term <laughs> of the moment is micro failures. And it describes the countless lessons uh, learned during the entre entrepreneurship journey. Do you have any micro failure moments that stand out to you? Maybe something that wasn't necessarily a huge flop, but you know, a bit of an oh shit moment that actually helped you pivot for the better? 
I mean, there have been definitely product ideas that didn't always hit the mark for sure. Like we came up with a body line. I had this like vision for Hero and, you know, I was like, we're going to do face, but we should also address body because obviously people get breakouts in their back and chest and butt or whatever. And we just, we didn't get it right because I think the the sizing and the pricing and the fragrance was sort of not, it just didn't hit the mark. Probably felt like a diaper on the butt. You were like, no, we can't do butt patches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People, the, the focus group didn't like it. <laughs> Is there still a body line? It's being reimagined. Yeah. So okay. we discontinued the current line and then we're going to reimagine it. Okay. All yeah. about evolving and listening to your customers, I'm sure. And I yeah. saw you just dropped a fine line patch or it's coming yeah. out soon. Yes. It, we just launched patch it Patch for wrinkles. Yeah, because I think it's like 60% of people with acne have other skin issues. So one of those issues, like one of the top issues being fine lines. So we use our, the Micropoint technology mm. and it has retinol. And so you put the, oh, wow. the patch on where, where we have fine lines. This particular one is really made for around your eyes and your smile line. And definitely after like a few uses, you should see improvements in your fine lines. Wow. Very cool. So it sounds like it's all about what's in the secret sauce. Even though it's a patch, there's still a secret sauce, guys. So, <laughs> right with the ingredients. So let's play a fun round of rapid fire before we let you go. I'm going to be in Paris very soon. What's your one new favorite thing or place that I absolutely need to check out? I'm a shopping girl. I'm a foodie. I'm a spa girl. Give it to me. Museums. Do you like museums? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always recommend La Bourse du Commerce, which is a new museum that was created by Francois Pinot, who's, I think, France's like second richest man or something like that. He owns Caring, okay. which owns like Gucci and all that. I was just going to say, that's, isn't that Selma Helmet? Uh, yeah, exactly. Selma, yes. Selma Hayek's Hayek's husband. husband. husband yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a great restaurant in the museum called uh, Le Allo Grand. Uh, really good restaurant. Recommend that for uh, lunch because you'll get like the natural daylight. Oh, so nice. that's one. Okay. I heard the Dior Spa at Cheval Blanc is very good. So Maybe you want to check that out. I have been hearing that actually. Yeah. Um, okay. There's also s- somewhere in the world, I read that there's a Dior train car where you can Ooh. get a spa treatment on it. It cool. sounds like insane. It looks like the Orient Express, but you can actually get a treatment on it. I was like, how is this real? Very cool. Yeah. Fantasy <laughs> world over here. So, you know, What's your best Paris pharmacy find? There's a brand right now called Roger Gallet, which I really like. It's Mm -hmm. also available at the pharmacy. It's a fragrance-oriented brand, but it's really cute. They have really amazing fragrances. They have like 30 mLs or like 15 and 30 euros, for example. Their body washes are very reasonably priced and they're very, like, they have a really cool texture. So I highly recommend checking out that brand. I remember those, like they have the packaged soaps. The soaps yes. are like in pretty paper. Exactly. The circles. Yeah. 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 The circles. Very giftable. Yes. Any celebrities who love the Mighty Patch that you are aware of? Chrissy Teigen. She's posted oh. about us a bunch of times. Yeah. Amazing. We just did a big partnership with Alex Earl. She posted about us a bunch of times around Prime Day and linked, and we did not pay for this, but linked to 
our pays on Amazon and we had like the best prime day ever. So I'm so sure you did. <laughs> yeah. That's a gift that keeps on yeah. giving. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. What's a beauty marketing term that makes you cringe? I don't like clean beauty. Mm. It's just, you know, I mean, we all know it's like kind of meaningless. And our last question for you, we're going to ask you to fill in the blank. When I'm not thinking about beauty, I think about blank a lot. Food. Thinking about food. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Ju. We learned so much about Hero and so excited that it's coming into Canada. And any idea where you're headed next? We will be in Europe soon, I think, starting this fall. Ooh, very good. Very good. Our European listeners will be happy. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. It was great to connect with you. All right. Thanks for having (laughs) me, ladies. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.